Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidate Interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Shell Gross, and I would like to introduce Diane Hesselbein, running for the State Senate in District 27. As we begin, please tell our viewers what educational, occupational, and civic experiences you have that qualify you for this office, including your experience working with diverse communities. Well, thank you so much. I want to start out by just thanking uh, the League for doing this. This is extremely important so people can get to know us, especially during this continued pandemic. Um, it's important that we can use as many different ways we can to reach voters safely. So I appreciate this opportunity. Um, Telling you a little bit about myself, I grew up on um, Madison's east side. I went and I received my bachelor's from University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. And then um, I have my master's from Edgewood College. Um, I'm married, I have three kids. I started public service in 2005 when my youngest was four. She's now 20. Um, and I wanted to be on the school board for the Middleton Cross Plains Area School District. I did that for three years and then ran for county board in 2000. Eight. I did that until 2014 and I ran for state assembly in 2012 and I've been in the state assembly since 2012 serving um, the far west side of Dane County, which has been really an honor and a privilege. Um, trying to remember all the questions that you asked. I'm, I'm running because I love my job. I love being in the state assembly. People have asked me um, why, why, why do this. It's three times as big um, as a state assembly seat. But one of the things I really find valuable is helping people. So whether people have a problem with, you know, the Department of Natural Resource or they need help with um, evictions, pointing them to the right directions and opening state government so that it can work for them is really important to me. Thank you. What specific changes would you support to ensure voters are able to cast their ballots and have confidence in the outcomes of our elections? What experiences have you had with election administration that inform your response? So I just want to be really clear when I start out um, that our last, the 2020 election was fair, safe, and secure. And the big lie is a big lie. And Joe Biden won the election. He won the state of Wisconsin and he won the election as well. And we need to spend, and I know the Republican majority has spent about a million dollars, I think, on this false Gableman narrative of what they're doing and the sham of an investigation. And instead of spending money on that, the state of Wisconsin should make sure that we increase voting opportunities, voter registrations, mail-in ballots, drop boxes. That was a real saving grace for me and my family, especially during COVID, that um, I could help my mother. She filled out her ballot. She could take it to one of those democracy in the parks. Um, she could go, she had um, a walker. She had a fall during that election. So, I mean, to, we need to increase opportunities for everybody and that's students, people my age, the elderly, we need to do everything possible. And what I know about elections is I've never run an election, but I am friends with the county clerk and all the clerks in the district that I serve. And I have confidence in what they've done and I know they have the right training to do their jobs. We need to listen to them and how we can make their jobs better. And we shouldn't be second guessing what they're doing. Um, we need to really have faith in that process. Do you think Wisconsinites have adequate access to affordable health care services, including reproductive health and abortion care? What should be the legislature's role? We absolutely do not have what we what we need today, especially after the, la the disastrous decision last week of Roe v. Wade being overturned. We need to get rid of Wisconsin's criminal abortion uh, law. 
Governor Evers was trying to get us to come into session um, to have us do that. I showed up on the assembly floor to do my job. Unfortunately, the Republicans did not. Um, but we need to expand Badger Care. We need to increase opportunities for people to have health care, um, especially when I'm hearing from my, my friends that are dentists. It is absolutely terrible that somebody could have you know, a toothache and they go to the emergency room and there are doctors there, there are healthcare providers there that can help those people. We have something that dentists do as Mission of Mercy um, once a year before the pandemic. People all over the state of Wisconsin go to Mission of Mercy to get dental care that they cannot get where they live. And they travel and there's thousands and thousands of them. They get their teeth pulled I mean, it's just absolutely awful. Um, healthcare has to include dentistry as part of our health, include, and of course, mental health as well. What do you think is required to improve outcomes for students in public schools, including those with disabilities? As a legislator, what would you do to advance these measures? Well, the first thing we need to do, which Governor Evers tried to do, is increase special education funding. We have a lot of students with a lot of different needs. And it's very different from when I was younger. And there are a lot of ways that teachers know how to teach differently that they didn't during the day in that time either. So we need to increase special education funding and realize that testing for all students is not the answer. Um, certainly, I always look to see what Finland is doing. It's amazing to hear um, what they've been doing. And they've had some students come over to the United States. And when they go back, they say, it's just such a different educational uh, system and philosophy. So we need to put more money into our public education schools and trust teachers that they know what they're doing. And there's so much ongoing training that they do. They know exactly how to teach our kids much better than I do. We need to listen to them. What specific strategies do you support for ensuring clean water for all Wisconsinites? So that is something, once again, I feel like I'm talking about Governor Evers, but he's done such a great job, but he had that clean air, I think it was coalition, I forgot what it was called, I'm looking, but I can't find it. Um, but they had a, they listened to people all over the state and um, Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes was involved with that too, on climate change. And they heard from farmers and they heard from small business and big business owners about what we can be doing as a state. We took all those recommendations and turned them into bills and put them forth. And that is exactly how, what we can do to help with PFAS, clean water. People should be able to put their tap open and be able to drink out of their water fountain safely and know that it's very safe. So we need to be keeping going with those recommendations. And I also sponsor the CLEAR Act that uh, Senator Agard put forth too. There's a lot of great ideas. Unfortunately, the Republican Party isn't in favor of those ideas, but I hope to continue those conversations over the summer and fall and see if we can get that done, some of those things done next session. What legislation would you support to see that guns no longer get into the hands of those who would do harm with them? I support the universal background checks, the red flag laws, and I'm also the author of the ghost gun bill. And on a personal note, um, we had a shooter that went into a building, went into a a place where people work in Middleton. He had um, put together this ghost gun. And fortunately, fortunately, um, he did not harm, was not able to harm innocent people there, but he did lose his life um, as a result of what he did. And that's unfortunate. And I know that one event has really shook Middleton and Dane County to its core to know that that can happen. And I was really pleased that working with the police officers and the police chief at the time, and talking about the ghost gun bill, and he's been, he was out there in front of this as well, saying that we need to get rid of this. There are a lot of things that we can do to make people safe. The fact that we have these shootings happening, whether you go to the grocery store, go to work, you go to a movie theater, and our kids that are going to school and they don't come home, 
and they can't identify their bodies and the United States is not doing anything about it, that's a travesty and it has to stop. What opportunities do you see to work across the aisle on issues important to your constituents? So I will say being in the state assembly for years, um, there are very few bipartisan bills that get passed, right? Um, it's very difficult to do. But I am looking forward, if I'm fortunate enough to be in the Senate, as I've worked with some of these Republicans in the assembly, and I'm hopeful that those conversations that I've had um, can help in the future. And I think it's breaking down those barriers and being open to new ideas, which might be helpful um, in getting some things done. So I always have an open door policy. Certainly people know that in the district. I, you know, I represent everybody um, in the state assembly, Republican, Democrat, voter and non-voter. Um, and I will definitely be keeping that, if I'm fortunate enough to be elected, keeping that philosophy um, for the Republicans in the state Senate and the state assembly as well. What would you like to say to the view, viewing audience as we complete this interview, including any priorities that have not yet been identified? Sure. Well, I think um, there's a lot to be done in our state. There's a lot of, there's a, we need we need a lot of help. I guess what I would say to the viewers is vote, vote like your life depends on it. Talk to your neighbors, talk to people in the grocery line, talk to everybody that you can, because the more people we get out there, the better our democracy is. And certainly talk to students, um, whether they be university students, high school students, it's going to be a large swath of the um, people that are going to be voting in this election. And pay attention. Um, pay attention to what people say, pay attention to who shows up for these interviews, who replies and who doesn't, because that matters. And our democracy is at stake. This is an extremely important election. And once again, I really appreciate this opportunity to talk with all of you. I want to thank Diane for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that election day for those candidates involved in the primary is Tuesday, August 9th and that the fall election is on Tuesday, November 8th. On behalf of Madison's City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.